thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. You know, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever been in a situation that you wish you could get out of? Maybe the situation was a little fiery, a little spicy, a little edgy. Uh, a few years ago, I was um, in South Africa. I'd taken a, a team out there to do some relief work. And the team went home and I stayed for a few days to do some training for some of the guys that were on the base there. And um, two things happened within two days. Uh, on the first day, I, I borrowed one of the cars and I went towards the mall. And as I was heading towards the mall, I just pulled out and I didn't notice a car coming down the hill behind me. And it was going quite fast and it hit me uh, on the side of the car. Not my car, the borrowed car. And as I pulled over to the side, this other car pulled over to the side and out of the car got these four huge African men. And I'd heard all kinds of stories about what can happen in that part of the world. And as these four angry African men were coming towards me, I was beginning to say my prayers. I was beginning to, you know, to to write my last text to my wife and my family. And I thought it was all over. Obviously, it wasn't all over, but it was a fiery, difficult situation. Then the very next day, um, what happened is one of the local communities went into meltdown and there were riots and it was all locked down and we were locked down on the base and there were helicopters and there was gunshots and there was tires being set on fire. And that whole situation felt literally like you were in a fire. And it was this edgy situation that we didn't ask for and we were in it. And here's the question that I have for you today. When your faith is in the fire, what do you find? Now, some of you are going to be saying, oh, hang on a minute. You're talking about faith in God. And maybe you're watching and saying, I'm not, I don't have faith in God. So this doesn't apply to me. I don't have faith. Yes, you do. You might not have faith in God, but faith is all about where we put our trust, where we put our security, where we put our sense of certainty And the reality is, guys, all across the planet, whether it's a faith in God or not, where you put your trust is being shaken right now. And there are many people who say, I don't have faith in God, but they have faith in something else or they put their hope and trust in something else and that's being shaken. You know, it's not that we've lost our sense of certainty, we've lost our sense of the illusion of certainty. There's so little to be certain about these days. You know, and the Bible says that um, fire is often seen to represent testing. Uh, Peter writes in one of his letters in the New Testament that your faith will be tested in the fire as they test gold in the fire. And gold is put in the fire to test it. And it literally means that all the impurities will come away. And then what is left is so much more valuable and so much more precious. In the Old Testament, the first part of the Bible, Solomon writes in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 3, in the same way that gold and silver are refined by fire, the Lord purifies your heart by the tests and the trials of life. There's a classic story, again in the Old Testament, in the book of Daniel, about three guys who find their faith in the fire. They find themselves literally in the fire. Let me just give you a little bit of a background. What happens here is that the people of God who live in Israel are taken out of Israel and placed into, if you like, isolation in another country. They're in Babylon. They're they're, they're not where they want to be. They're where they're forced to be for a season. And in that situation, they're forced to think about their values and where they're going to compromise and how they can stand true to what they believe. 
And then these three guys called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they, they know who they are and they, they come before the king and the king says, hey, you, can, you need to bow down and worship me. And they say, well, we're not gonna do that because, because where our hope and our faith is, is in God. And we're not gonna do that. And what happens is that these three guys get placed into a furnace. Literally, their faith and their life is placed into a furnace. When your faith's in the fire, what do you find? Furnaces reveal a lot about a person. I think trials and tough situations reveal a lot about a person. They reveal a lot about our mindsets. I think there's a thing like Babylon mindsets. You know, um, you know, they're in their Babylon. It's their second choice or their no, or their third choice or their no choice world. And the reality is, guys, their first choice world was to be back in Jerusalem, to be back home where they could go out and do what they wanted to do and listen to the music they wanted to listen to and eat the food they wanted to eat and be with the people they wanted to be with. That was their first choice world. But here they were now in Babylon. You know, you and I are not in our first choice world right now. We're, because of the coronavirus, we're in a situation where it feels like we've been almost extricated out of where we want to be and we're put into a context of where we don't want to be. But it reveals something around our mindsets. You know, you can have a captive mindset. Because I'm captive, then I can't thrive in the way that God wants me to. And that's just not true. I want to talk into that later. We can have a, a victim mindset. You know, oh, this is just another bad thing that's happened to me. You can have a fantasist mindset where you almost begin to imagine a life outside of your circumstances. You can have an entitlement mindset. God, if I do this for you, then you'll do that for me. But there's another mindset you can have and it's the mindset of faith. That God, no matter what is going on, I know who you are and I know that you don't change. And when my faith is in the fire, I'm gonna find some amazing stuff. So when your faith is in the fire, what do you find? Let's read a little bit of the story together. It's Daniel 3 verse 19 to 23. Daniel 3 verse 19 to 23. And if you've got a Bible, switch it on right now and you can follow. Daniel 3, 19 to 23. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and his attitude towards them changed. He ordered the furnace to be heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in the army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men wearing their robes, trousers, turbans and other clothes were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And these three men firmly tied fell into the blazing furnace. Now, I know that today we're using this as a metaphor, okay, that we're going through something as a planet right now and as a nation where this whole coronavirus feels like we've been thrown into this fire, this time of testing. We're using it as a metaphor, but you know, the reality is if you look through history and you look around the world, many people, lit this is not just a metaphor, this is literal. If you look back through church history, people like Polycarp, one of the early church leaders, he was a student of the Apostle John, arrested by the Romans, given a chance to deny Christ. This is what he said, for 86 years, I have served him. Why then should I deny my king who has saved me? As flames began to rise, no hair burned, so eventually they stabbed him. His last recorded prayer was this, 
I praise you for making me worthy to be received among the number of the martyrs this day and hour so that I share in the cup of Christ for the resurrection of my soul. Wow. Another guy, Oregon, in the second century, he was a teacher who was killed for his faith. And he said this, they have burned our possessions, but they cannot burn Jesus from our hearts. That's amazing. You know, when your faith's in the fire, what do you find? You know, do we have a faith that when we're in the fire actually causes us to crumble or for our confidence to melt or for us to want to turn our back on our values? Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego had a different kind of faith. When your faith's in the fire, what do you find? I want to share three ideas with you this morning. And I know this is so difficult. And um, I'm trying to live this out in my own life right now. Uh, you know, as, as many of you who, who tune in and watch in on, and whether you're a person of faith or whether you're a person who has no faith in God, but you have faith in something else, and maybe that feels like it's in the fire right now. And maybe your sense of security in your job or, or, in, or in the health system or in your family or friendship construct, and, and you feel like all of that is in the fire. When your faith is in the fire, what do you find? Number one. When your faith is in the fire, you find it needs friends. Guys, your faith needs friends. I don't know whether any of, you, any of you remember that film Gladiator, you know, the one with Russell Crowe. And there's this amazing scene in that where him and some of the other gladiators are placed in the arena and they don't know what's going to come out of all the gates. And uh, Russell Crowe, um, Maximus, you know, he, he gathers them all together and he just says this, whatever comes out of the gates, we stick together. And as the gates open and all these um, animals come out and, and, and other warriors, they just stick together. And in that sense of being connected in the middle of that fire, they stand. You, you know, your faith needs friends, guys. We need friends so much. The problem is, how do we do that? Separated does not have to mean isolated. And even isolated does not have to mean isolation. You know, I want to say we've got to choose to connect in these days. And you know, God has given us an incredible gift of online technology. And many of you, how many of you are on Zoom? You know, how many hundreds of us have been on hundreds of Zoom calls and, uh, and meetings in these last few weeks? You know, it's a great way to connect. Or uh, There are other uh, applications out there as well, not just Zoom. But you've got to choose to connect. You've got to find ways to connect. And um, we're hearing as a church amazing stories of some of our small groups that we call connect groups beginning to, to, to set up a virtual connect groups. And it's been a lot of fun as several of us, myself included, have struggled with the technology. There's been lots of laughter, lots of up, down, upside down photographs, lots of looking up each other's noses, you know, all of this kind of stuff. But then when it settled in, we found some real connection as we've been able to to. To, to connect with each other in this time of fire, in this time of testing. In fact, just this past week, we had our first Connect Group Zoom. And, and the amazing thing was, uh, my group is really busy. The, many of the guys are leaders of organisations and trying to get us in the same room is always tough. But all of a sudden, everybody's free. Everybody's diary's free. And we were all together um, on, this, uh, on our laptops in different houses. 
And you know what was so precious was we had a lot of laughs together and we checked in with each other. But then as we went round uh, and I was hosting and leading, uh, it came to me last. And as one of the guys said, so how are you guys doing? And you know, I'm a leader of a church and I want to be strong and there for other people. But this last week has been a horrendous week for us, for me and Alison. And just a week ago, we had the funeral of my mother and we're trying to get to grips with what that looks like now and trying to grieve and all of that. And many of you know, we have a son who's got very complex special needs and he's in residential care. And on the day of our Zoom call with our Connect group, we were told that we might not be able to see him any longer or for this season of time and uh, and right and then the very next day um our other son and his wife were were due their first baby our first grandchild and we probably won't be able to visit them and in that moment of trying to you know I just shared my heart on on this zoom call and and it was so amazing just to feel so connected and and I got emotional which I never thought I would do looking at a screen um, but they ministered to me and they supported me and they prayed for me and they prayed for us as a family and in that moment as as we finished and, and you know pressed you know um, stop on the end of the call I came away thinking my faith's in the fire right now but I've got some friends and you know guys when your faith's in the fire you will find that you need some friends so I want to say to you wherever you are whatever you're doing even if you're on your own in your house you need to find a way to find some friends choose to connect join a connect group here at this church or or in another church whatever they run small churches ask for prayer You, you know be vulnerable at this time here's a thought How about finding your three? Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego had each other as they went into the furnace. Maybe you've got connect groups, but maybe you want to break it down a little bit. It's just a thought and just an idea. Why don't you find a three? Are there three people in your world that you could say, hey, could we connect together? Maybe it's WhatsApp. Maybe it's a phone call. Maybe it's um, you know, some other, other way, a messenger group or, or, or on Zoom or whatever. But find a way to connect. When your faith's in the fire, what do you find? It needs friends. Secondly, when your faith's in the fire, you find it goes to another level. Your faith will go to another level. And not just another level up, but it's another level of depth. These three guys show us what real deep faith is all about. And guys, can I say to you, if you are a follower of Jesus, when everything else is stripped away, when we are isolated, our faith now and our relationship with Jesus is going to go to a new depth if we embrace it. We will come out of this. And as we come out of this season, I believe that the church across the planet will come out with a deeper faith and a deeper sense of trust and a deeper resilience in who we are and in who our God is. And these three guys model it for us. You see, a deep faith, one that passes the tests of the fire, one that's resilient, that doesn't run away or crumble. I think there are four things in this. It is rooted in who God is. These three guys say, King, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. In other words, they say, we know where our faith is rooted. We understand you're the king. We respect you're the king. We get your authority, but we serve a greater authority. We will, we will do what you ask us to do, but if you're asking us to do something that's not in line with our greater authority, we know where our authority really is. These guys were respectful, but they knew who they were in relation to who God is. I think a deep faith realizes that faith is no exemption from the fire. It says in verse 17, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, 
In other words, hey, we know this might happen to us. You know, I hear a lot and read a lot of stuff out there about just because we're Christians that that coronavirus might not come near us or our family. Guys, I have to tell you, it might do. There is no sense of exemption just because we're followers of Jesus. That's really clear to me from the Bible. It realizes that there's no exemption, but then it remembers, it remembers that God is not dead. What do I mean by that? Listen to the next verse. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, because we might be, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. Their faith is this. If we're placed in the fire, okay? And of course they were. If we're placed in the fire, our faith is so deep, we know our God is not dead. He is able to save us. He is able to heal. He is able to deliver. He is able to protect. Several years ago, I know you remember that film, God is Not Dead. It's a Christian film and it went into cinemas. Oh, do you remember cinemas? <laughs> Stop it. It went into cinemas and, and I went to watch it one afternoon and there was hardly anybody else in the cinema. So I sat there watching it on my own, watching this Christian movie. And um, this uh, lady, this West Indian lady actually, uh, came in and, and, and she came and sat just a couple of rows in front of me and she had lots of shopping bags and, uh, and, and she was making quite a little bit of noise and I was starting to get a little bit irritated because I'm human as well. And I wanted to watch this film. I love films and she was making quite a lot of noise and then she got a big box of chicken out seriously chicken and rice and she was eating this chicken and rice by me and then I was starting to to kind of giggle a little bit to myself but in this movie it's it's, it's a movie about um, young people who have a faith in Jesus that was being challenged in the area of education and there's a bit at the end of the movie where where one after another, these young people stood up and they declared their trust in God, that God is not dead, God is alive, even when bad things are happening. And as I watched the movie, I actually was more engrossed with watching this lady who began to worship Jesus in the middle of the film, in the middle of the cinema. She began to lift her hands and and just declare, God is not dead. I won't even try and do the accent. She began to declare, God is not dead. And you know, we, when we're in the fire, We need to remind ourselves, God is not dead. Our God is able. And right now, whatever you're going through, whatever challenge you or your family or your loved ones are going through, our God is able. And a deep faith realises that there's no exemption, but it remembers that God is not dead. But here's the big one. It rests ultimately in who God is, no matter what God does or doesn't do. These verses I'm going to read to you now, I believe are the most powerful verses of faith in the whole of the Bible. Some of them. 17 and 18. Listen to this. If we're thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, even if he does not, we want you to know your majesty that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. Wow. That's the kind of faith I want. I don't know what's happening with this whole coronavirus around the world or in our nation. And my prayer is, God, would you take this virus away and would you, would you, would you move us through this season as quick as you can? And I know our God is able to do that and I'm praying for that. But even if he does not, we're still going to love God anyway. Because when you're facing the fire, what do you find? You find that your faith will go to a new level of depth. One of the early church fathers, John Chrysostom, he lived in the late 4th and early 5th century. One day he was brought before the emperor and commanded to renounce Christ. 
The emperor threatened him saying, if he would not renounce Christ, he would be banished from the country forever. He would be separated from his father's land for the rest of his life. John responded, you cannot. The whole world is my father's land. You cannot banish me. The emperor then said, then I will take away all of your property and treasures. John replied, you cannot, for all my true treasures are in heaven. The emperor then said, I will send you to a place of absolute solitude where there is not one friend for you to talk to. Sound familiar? John said, you cannot, for I have a friend that is closer than a brother to me. He is my elder brother, Jesus Christ, who has promised to be with me always to the very end of the age. In anger, the emperor then said, I will then take your life. John said, you cannot, for my life is forever hidden in Christ with God. When your faith's in the fire, what do you find? You find your faith goes to a new level of depth. Guys, in this season, whoever you are, whether you have faith in God or not, I wanna say to you, let's go deeper in our faith. Let's find God in the middle of this fire. Let's find God in a deeper way. Let's establish new rhythms in our life, in our relationship. While we're not going out, while we're not doing all that other stuff, while we're not crazy, crazy, busy, busy, let's find a new level of depth in who God is. And if as you're watching this, you don't have that assurance and you don't have that faith in Jesus, you don't have that certainty when everything else is uncertain, you can. You can know that today. You can know him today in the middle of your fire. So when your faith's in the fire, what do you find? You find it needs friends. Secondly, you find that it goes to a new level of depth. And thirdly, when your faith's in the fire, you find that there's another in the fire. There's another in the fire. Daniel 3, 24 to 27. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, certainly your majesty. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego came out of the fire they saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their head singed. Their robes were not scorched and there was no smell of fire on them. As the king looked in, he saw that there was another in the fire. Guys, I want you to know, when you're facing the fire, what you find is that there's another in the fire and his name is Jesus. And we sang that song earlier on, you know, there's another in the fire. You know, there's another in the waters and there's another in your home. There's another in your situation. There's another in your trial right now. And even if you're the only one in your home, you are not the only one because there's another in your home with you in that fire. You know, we live in a culture, I think, of furnace or fire avoidance. You know, especially in the Western world, we have a sense of entitlement. We're risk averse. Our greatest value is comfort. We want a pain-free, trouble-free life where we get what we want whenever we want it. Here's a thought. Might God have a calendar with a date ringed and a little note that says, on that day, meet Leon in the fire. Meet Leon in the fire. Meet you in the fire. What if I didn't show up? 
What if I bowed down for an easier life? What if I missed the adventure of a lifetime? What if I missed the chance for my faith to be tested and refined and go to another level? When your faith's in the fire, what do you find? Guys, you find that there's another in the fire and he is with you right now and right here. So how do you respond to this today? If you're not a believer in Jesus, where is your certainty? Where's your hope? Listen, I've been a follower of Jesus for a long time. I'm finding this really difficult, okay? I'm finding it overwhelming at times. There are days when I feel good. There are days when I don't. Okay, just because I have a faith doesn't mean I don't feel what you feel. But I tell you what, as much as this doesn't make sense to me right now, without God, it makes even less sense, no sense at all. And my faith and my certainty is rooted into the existence of God. I know God is with me. I know God is for me. No matter what happens, I know God will bring us through. And our God is able. And even if he does not, ultimately, my life and my eternity are secure with him. And if you don't have that, you can know that right now. You can make that decision right now as you watch us online. But if you are a believer and you do have a faith, and like all of us, your faith is in the fire right now, what do you find? You find your faith needs friends. Guys, choose to connect. Find your three. You find that your faith will go to another level. Go for it. Dig deep. New rhythms. Time to read. Time to listen. Time to worship. Time to study. And then you'll find, your faith will find that there is another in the fire and his name is Jesus and he's with you right now. Guys, it'd be my greatest pleasure just to pray for you as we close our service together. And you know, if you're not yet a follower of Jesus, you can become that right here and right now. And what you need to do is if you're online and you're engaging on our online pastors, just, just say, just there's a little icon right there and you can put your hand up to respond to Jesus and to invite Jesus into your life right now and you can find that there is another in your fire and he's right with you guys if you already have a faith I want to pray for you and for your family right now so let's pray Jesus we want to thank you that when our faith is in the fire we can find so many great things in the testing of that experience we can find the friends and the connection that you've created for us we can find that our faith can go to a new level of depth and we can discover again, we can find that we are not on our own. There is another in the fire. So Jesus, whoever is watching or listening to this, God, may they know that you are with them, that you will never leave them nor forsake them. And may they know that there is another in their fire. And Lord, I pray that through this season, however long this season is, may our faith go deeper and may we come out of it with a stronger, more resilient faith, ready to connect again with the wider world and to bring hope and light and just the sense of your presence wherever we are. So Jesus, we commit ourselves to you right now. Whatever is gonna happen in the days and the weeks and the months to come, we know that however hot the fire goes, there is another in the fire and his name is Jesus. Amen.